What's up, sports fans? It is November 20th, Friday. It is currently 8.05 in the morning. Uh, we are recording in the morning today. We wanted to... Uh, yeah, the rare Friday morning episode. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Catino, alongside Timothy Duffy. Tim, how we doing today? Ben, how are you today? You know that game was just too good to uh, to not be watching through. last night. You know. Oh um, yeah, highly anticipated matchup. You know, Cardinals Seahawks. You know these two teams played a few weeks ago. It was a huge tilt on Sunday night. Now a Thursday night game between these two teams. You know, did not um, fail to live up to the hype. You know, close game all the way through, and. You know, like I predicted before the game, Seattle Seahawks came out on top. And, you know, that was one of our best this week, which yeah. we didn't hear about. So, yes, I did win a bet, guys. <laughs> Not yep. just, yeah. So. I took the Cardinals. Tim it was only five Seahawks. bucks, though. It was only five dollars, but. Yeah, we, um, we both thought different outcomes were going to happen. So, we thought, why not bet on it? Um, Seahawks, huge win. I mean, this brings them to seven and three. Now the Cardinals are six and four. This game was huge for seeding. Um, the Seattle rushing attack last night was huge. I mean, they used three running backs: Carlos Hyde mainly. He was a beast um, last night. Bo Scarborough. I, my, I had DJ Hyde Dallas. on my bench in the league too, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they played well. Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson. forty-two yards carrying too. Russell Wilson getting some rushing yards, uh, absolutely dealing to his receivers, too. Uh, Tyler Lockett leading the way with nine receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. DK Metcalf also caught a touchdown. Um, that was a big win, very big win for the Seattle Seahawks uh, and a very big loss for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, do you think there's any chance that the Cardinals let this slip away and don't make the playoffs. I think there's a slight chance. You know, they're already six and four. You know, mm-hmm. they have some tough games ahead of them. Um, this, this, this was a huge game for them because they already beat the Seahawks once. If they win this game, they have you know, not only a you know two, one game threshold over Seattle, but you know a two game tiebreaker over them. You know, head to head record. Yeah. And the Rams could win this weekend. And the Cardinals have the Rams two more times. Yeah. As well, so. They haven't even played them at all. They have them twice in the last five weeks. They got New England too, you know, uh, San Francisco as well. So, you know, with seven seeds, I think it's likely they make the playoffs. You know, there are other teams coming up in the belt, like the Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> mm-hmm. like uh, you know the Bucks and Saints. One of them will be an, will be a wild card most likely. But you know, this is a Cardinals team where these games are mattering more than they, you know, than we thought they would. You know, because usually it's six and three. You're kind of a lock for the playoffs at that point. Yeah. Maybe not a lock, but like everyone thinks you will. But they got some tough games ahead and a very tough conference and a extremely tough division. Probably the toughest division in the NFL. I'd no say. doubt about it. I mean, there could be three teams from that division making the playoffs, and then you look over at you know a division like the NFC East, and it's just the complete opposite. I mean, like imagine. The Cardinals were in the NFC East. They'd be far and away. They used to be in the place. NFC East. Really? Yeah, back in the day, before the NFC, uh, before the Texans were in the league, they were used to playing the NFC East before the divisions were realigned. I actually did not know that. 
but um, they're no longer there because that made no sense geographically anyway so yeah <laughs> let's um, just put the arizona cardinals in the nfc east they would absolutely dominate in that division um yeah great game i mean a lot of points scored it was oddly boring at some point so you know the yeah the scoring was very spread out there was only really one or one or two touchdowns per quarter but you know still great game um was pretty invested the whole time but yeah you know it's you know it's coming towards the end of the season when thursday night games start to actually be good you know yeah, when they, actually, some, like, when they actually start to matter, random, too. Random-ass matchup, it's... Like Broncos-Jets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, like, like, the first one we recorded this through. Like, it's actually some good, uh, hard-fought Thursday night games, and that's what we like to see, you know? Me, too, um, yeah. And this was definitely a matchup a lot of people had circled on their, you know, schedules because, like you said, two good teams in the NFC West, and... But this could be either team's division at the end of the day, or yeah. the or the Los Angeles Rams too, because they just beat Seattle also. So, you know, every single interdivision game or intradivision game matters. You for know, the, in this division for the Cardinals, you got to think about it too. Like at least they did go one and one against the Seahawks. You know, yeah, they barely squeaked it out last time, winning in overtime by a field goal. So. It's huge that they at least got that win because now they're tied against the Seahawks. Um, I think. So what would happen if they tied in record? The Cardinals. I think and it would Seahawks. go to um. It would go to division record. So like. Or whoever, would it go to point differential? Nah, that's like no. lower down the list. So okay. I think it would either be division record or conference record. But I'm pretty sure okay. it's division. Because they're in the same division, you know, like they're each like eleven and five, but Seattle has a four and two record against the division. Arizona like three and three. Then Seattle, then Seattle the gets it. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So that's huge for Seattle to not get swept by Arizona. Um, that could have definitely been trouble for them, if if Arizona were to sweep them. Uh, let's move on to a team that gave. Arizona, a lot of trouble. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. Tim, do you think they could win the NFC East, possibly? With, uh, the AFC East? With the great play lately. Honestly, not even co- just because of the great play. They've been great on both sides of the ball, but I just think their schedule is the biggest factor here. You know, They don't play a lot of tough teams. They've won five games in a row, mm-hmm. and you know they're not even going to slow down. They got the Broncos this week. They have the Jets the week after, who they already beat 24 nothing. With Fitzpatrick, that was his last start of the season. You have the Bengals at home. Those are those those are three games in which they you know on paper should win. Mm-hmm. Chiefs, the Patriots, Raiders on the road, and the Bills on the road to end the season. So this team, I realistically think they could go like eleven and five, you know, ten and six, maybe maybe even twelve and four. I think they go in between ten and twelve wins. They're already at, they're already six and three right yeah. now. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> this team is good. And a lot of people are saying that the, the Dolphins might even be playing the best defense in the league right now. Um, Ever since that 49ers game, when they picked off Garoppolo three times, I was mm-hmm. like, this defense is legit. Yeah. Xavier Howard, he's a he's a you know always been a big name on that defense. And they haven't lost since the week before that game versus the Seahawks. And the game um, that's the game they almost won too. Yeah. 
they lost 31-23, but they're on a five-game winning streak now, and like you said, they're playing the Broncos, Jets, and Bengals within their next three games, so we could be t- potentially be seeing a 8-0 run with uh, Tua Tagovailoa. It's you a know? team last year that you know was tanking for Tua, and they didn't get the first pick. They showed some promise down the end of the season. You know, Tua's draft stock slipped a little bit, and they ended up getting him, and it just worked out perfectly. No one's expected this from this team. They had, remember last year they were pretty much the worst defense in the league. Pretty, pretty super hard to even like watch them playing defense, but they just really turned it around. And you know, a lot of credit goes to Brian Flores. I think he. You know, if they can just keep this up and win the division, I think he's going to be the coach of the year, Yeah. in my opinion. Or maybe Mike Tomlin, the Seahawks can stay hot. But this Dolphins team, they're no joke. And they I think they're, they're the future of the AFC East. Seriously. For the I next mean, couple of years, at least, from, with Tua. From what we've seen from Tua so far, it's just been very impressive. I mean... Going, you know, back to before the draft, I was saying, I don't know if Tua is going to be successful in this league, you know, I was very optimistic of how he's going to play in the NFL, but it looks like he's running a lot better than he did at Alabama, you know, he looks very fast, very shifty, he's juking defenders out, but the most impressive thing about him is really his accuracy, I mean, when he just throws the ball, it it is always on point, right in the receiver's hands, and so accurate. That's that's not a common thing nowadays, you know. Accuracy is usually a problem for a lot of these young guys, but not for Tua. And he's he stepped in there and really proved himself. Uh, Miami definitely has their guy for the foreseeable future with Tua. Yeah, to a 63.6% completion percentage, 519 yards and five touchdowns in three starts. So he's a beast. Oh, no picks this year. You know, doesn't really throw the ball that much. Had, you know, under 250 yards in every game he started. But still, they can just, you know, elevate his passing game and make him, you know, that pocket passer that he was in college, you know, translate to the NFL level. You know, I think... He can be a pro bowler for years to come and a oh, top-tier quarterback. Yeah, I've seen a lot of promise him. This 2020 rookie draft class is the best rookie quarterback oh, yeah. draft class I've seen. I mean, we have three Since very, like the, very solid quarterbacks. It's like the Barrow. RG3, you know, Russell Wilson, yeah. and Andrew Luck. You know, Let's just hope it doesn't have, the same, doesn't have the same outcome. You know, let's hope they all remain successful, you know. I and think, uh, healthy and, you know... All that. Um, and, you know, if Tua even wins these last few games, he could really catapult himself into Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. you know, because he's already put himself higher in the odds after they beat the Rams, but... He's definitely not out of it. If he can start, like, 6-0, he's already won, like, more games than Herbert. Herbert's 1-7 as a quarterback, but he's the best 1-7 quarterback I've seen, probably. Yeah, so when we... When we talked about our mid-season predictions, was Tua playing? Or is that the first week he played? Um, Maybe. He played that versus was, the Jets? I think that was two weeks was ago. Was that the first week he played? I think that was right before the Cardinals game. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been. Because that was halfway through the year. Yeah. And but, no one really even thought they'd win that game. Not even I didn't think they'd win yeah. that game at all. I remember that, that was Chi-2's lock. That week was Cardinals um, over, over the, the Dolphins. So. Wow. 
So that yeah, was just a, impressed a lot of teams this year. That was Miami. a bad lock. Um, that was a bad lock. Miami. He got both of his picks wrong that week. Huge game this weekend. Uh, they're playing at Denver, 4 p.m. Uh, let's make that a first prediction for week 11. Who do you got in that game? I got Miami. And, you know, this is a game where, you know, I could see Denver winning on paper. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Miami's streaking. Yeah. Five wins in a row. Their defense is looking hot. Drew Locke and the offense come off of a 37-12 defeat against the Raiders. The, deep, the Raiders' defense obviously is not a good defense. You know, I thought there'd be some more offensive output from that game. But I like the Dolphins and the way they look. They're looking hot. So give me Miami. Um, I'm also going to take Miami. Um, we've seen a lot of shaky performances from Drew Locke. You know, he's a young quarterback in that Denver system. Uh, and as I said, some people think the Dolphins are playing the best defense in the league right now. So I just don't see Drew Locke being able to put together, you know, a couple scoring drives to keep up with the Dolphins. I think Tua is going to have another great game. He's going to have his way with that Denver defense that, you know, they play well sometimes, but they're also very shaky sometimes, letting up, what, 30-some-odd points last week. Um, Give me the Dolphins this this week, week 11. Yeah, I love the Dolphins this week against Denver. That's a good matchup for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll take them pretty easily, so. Now, to another AFC East team, our Patriots. Um, is this where we turn it around? We're on a nice 2-0 run right now. We beat the Jets. We beat the Ravens, which is a huge win. Huge win. In the monsoon. Uh, did, did Bill Belichick turn on the rain on that last drive? Did he turn on the rain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He goes, hey. He some people ra- are saying it was uh, some witchcraft or something. Yeah, Belichick turned on the rain, and the Ravens lost the game. It was pretty awesome. I, was actually, a, I saw him, you know, <clears throat> press the clicker on the sideline. He goes, hey, rain. <laughs> he just flipped the switch he for the flipped, rain to come. He flipped the switch. It was sick. Um, we're facing another m- mobile quarterback this weekend, and Deshaun Watson. Uh, two wins for the, the Texans. Yeah, the Texans are 2-7. and seven. So Very shitty. disappointing season for them. Uh, I get the Patriots in this one. I think we're going to extend it to a 3-0-1 and be 500 with a 5-5 five and five record. Um, I'm telling you, people, uh, the Patriots still have a chance here. They still they have a do. chance. Not at the Super Bowl. I'm not saying the Super Bowl, but to at least make the playoffs, they still get a chance. I mean, hey, let's not rule that out either. Yeah, I mean, anything can happen if you make the playoffs, right? But people are ruling out this Patriots team, and if we're looking at a 5-5 five and five team after this weekend, you know, anything can happen. We have some tough games ahead with we still gotta play the Cardinals, we still gotta play the Rams. When when I see winnable Robin's games biased, obviously. I see winnable games versus the Chargers. I think we can beat the Dolphins again. And I think we can beat the Bills the second time around, so we have a tough schedule to end out the year, but it's definitely doable. I mean I that, still believe in this Patriots team and That Dolphins game is gonna be tough. That's going to be a very In Miami, game. you know. I'm not trying to even hype up the Dolphins too much. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's always a game which they struggle in. But this week against the Texans, I've been going on the road against the Texans team. That's only won two games. Both against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know. 
haven't really been able to find their own identity since you know Bill O'Brien's firing or what they want to do on either side of the ball. So I'm gonna pick the Patriots on the road. I think this is an easy pick for me and you, Ben. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, I mean. I just like them a lot this week, and it's a good matchup. That Texans run defense is horrendous. As I think we know. we're just going to run it down their throats. Damian Harris. Damian Harris is the RB1 in New England. Is Damian Harris the running back of the future for the Pats? I mean, we, it's kind of. We, I feel like we've asked that question several times, you know, with Pats running backs. You never really know because, you know, we always see the revolving door of running backs that, you know, Belichick likes to mm-hmm. implement him, McDaniels. But. I think we asked the same thing with like Sonny Michelle probably with like Danny Woodhead maybe but like still. I think Harris he runs harder than all the dudes I just mentioned. I think he's the hardest running Pats back I've seen in a while, maybe since like LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like Stephen Ridley maybe a little bit. Yeah. His one year. It's, it's interesting because, you know, Damian Harris was a star in college and at Bama. Sometimes star running backs don't work out in the NFL, you know, from college, but He's definitely proving himself, and he's running just as hard as he did at Alabama. You know, he's not backing down for anyone, and I really like this kid. I mean, it seems like if we give it to him, it's a given three yards. You know, he's always falling forward. I think it's a given six yards. Yeah, he's always falling like. forward, and, you know, you can't, you can't dismiss Rex Burkhead here. I mean, he's playing great as well. Um... It sucks that we're not seeing a lot of James White anymore, but, you know, these two guys are just really taking over this New England backfield and working really well with Cam Newton. Um, obviously, Jacoby Myers coming up huge. I mean, who knows what this season, season would even look like without Jacoby Myers. He's, Seriously. He's been such a huge piece for this offense within the past couple of weeks, and, you know, it's potentially really turned the season around. Um Another huge players, J.C. Jackson, you know, arguably the best corner in the league right now with, you know, leading the league with six interceptions. Is he in the running for a defensive player of the year, you think? I think he should be. I mean, he has the most interceptions. He's playing great coverage, um, locking up the other team's best receiver every week. Except for the Jets, you know, when Rashad Perriman absolutely cooked him. Until that pick he had, obviously. Um... I think he's a Pro Bowl corner this year, and, you know, it's only going to be better when Gilmore comes back. I believe Gilmore and Edelman are coming back this week. I heard that Edelman is coming back this week. I hope he is, you know. It'll be interesting to see what this Pats offense looks like when we can implement him into it again. But, yeah, I'm very excited for this game. I got the Patriots. Um, I think they'll cover two points as well. I think we'll win by a field goal. I think it's going to be a close game, but ultimately, the Patriots, you know, they're pulling it out at the end now. We saw at the beginning of the season that we would bring it to the last play and then ultimately blow it, you know, versus the Bills was the toughest one to watch, obviously, with Cam Newton fumbling in the red zone, but... It just hurt too bad, man. You know, we're stringing together some clutch games, winning our last two games within one possession, but actually holding on to the win, you know? So we need a big win versus the uh, the Texans this week. Um, For sure. Let's go to another interesting and game. it's a winnable game too, you know? I have one team right now, but I might ch- change my pick. Uh, the Browns-Eagles, you know? I got the Browns right now, but 
I got a weird feeling about this Eagles team. You know, they can look like one of the worst teams in the league or one of the best, you know, only losing to the Ravens by one point, having three wins atop of that division. Tim, what do you think on this game? What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I like the Browns this week. Eagles lost last week to the Giants. They lost ugly. They did not look good at all. Um, Browns coming off of a 10-7 win against the Texans, but Nick Chubb is back for the Browns. I like the I like Cleveland at home. I, I just can't trust this Eagles team. You know they've just been way too inconsistent. They've looked terrible in pretty much every game they played. I don't know, man. I just yeah. I mean I I could see it. I could see the Browns looking bad too. You know they've had really sluggish games. You know last week was bad. Against the Raiders was bad. They've had some tough games. You know at home actually too. So. I could see the Eagles maybe making it close, but I don't see them playing any uglier than um I don't see them playing any prettier than the Browns are gonna play, so And it's, I don't know. It's weird because I don't trust Carson Wentz. Because Philadelphia and you know, they they have the talent on paper, you know. They have a great running back in Miles Sanders. Some think a great quarterback in Carson Wentz. They should have a good O line, an okay defense. But they just look bad, and the Giants beat them Terrible. last week. Um, after the Browns, I mean, this doesn't get any easier. They're playing the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals, and then Cowboys in Washington to end the season. So, Carson you know, this twelve this, picks this we year. We could be looking, you know, and this is crazy to say, but we could be looking at this Browns game as you know, a must-win for this Eagles team. And oh, I think it pretty, is, too. Pretty much the season. I mean, if they lose this game, they might seriously have basically no chance at this division. Um, it would be hu- huge for teams like Washington and the Giants. I mean, the Giants could potentially win this AFC, NFC East. Um, they're actually stringing together some good football right now. Their defense is playing great. Um, Daniel Jones isn't turning it over as much. He's actually running the ball a lot. Um, there could be and some he's upside. not stumbling either. We could potentially see this Giants team squeak into the playoffs, which would be unbelievable because at the beginning of the season, they were being talked about as the worst team in the league along with the Jets. So, you know, a huge turnaround for this Giants team. and We could be seeing a completely different look for them to finish up the season. Dude, but I completely agree. This is a must-win. Must-win for the Eagles. I mean, their stretch, their next month of games is like, it's like scary. Yeah. Seattle. Like Green they Bay, could very well go zero and four. I think they probably will go zero and four during. And if they stretch. lose this week and they go on an zero and five stretch, they'll move to three ten and one. I mean, I just don't see that winning a division. I had um, them at three ten and one in my um. I was on the ESPN playoff machine. Uh huh. You know, so I was like, I was like predicting the schedule. I had them at three ten and one at one point, and they were still like second in the division. I think I had, wa- I had Washington ridiculous. winning at six and ten. Wow. <laughs> I they all have like tough I, schedules I on really, the road. I really do think that the winner of that division will be under five hundred. Whether it be, be seven and nine or six and I ten. I think they'll be like six and ten then. Maybe or, even five and eleven. Or the Eagles, you know. Yeah. Five nine five ten and one maybe. Wow. It's, would, it's ugly. It, it's gonna be ugly in the NFC. It's gonna be so they might have to make a rule after the season about that. 
like if you're under 500. You yeah, just, they should just do it based on. You just on, gotta go home. Yeah, I don't know. That's embarrassing. It really is. It's bad. Um, let's move on to another division. Uh, Falcons versus Saints. We're gonna see. You know, this is uh, Jameis Winston's revenge game. Jameis Winston's gonna get the start for the Saints versus the Falcons. If you remember last year. Jameis's last game as a starter, you know, he ended the off with a pick six. You know, it was almost uh, against Atlanta. Somewhat of a, he knows his team a well. fairy tale ending, you know. Yeah, Jameis Winston ending it off with a pick six. Thirty picks um, last year. I what mean, you got in this game. I got the Saints. I like the Saints a lot. I like I like Jameis in this game in this system. I think that's a he's a very serviceable quarterback. He knows the Falcons well. And plays play him twice a year the last six years, so yeah. five, six years. And Falcons, you know, obviously they do have some holes in their secondary and on defense. And I think that James will be able to exploit those at home and playing in the dome again with, you know, all of his guys on the field. I just like this game from the Saints. And I think Jameis, he didn't look great last week coming in relief against the 49ers, but mm-hmm. I think if there's a game where he's going to have to step it up, and, you know, get back on his toes. I think it's going to be this one against the Falcons in his first star as a state. It could be a preview for the future, too, of New Orleans, you know. They could really move to him after Drew Brees retires. And, you know, this could be a little bit of a foreshadow of what we see in the future. Now... If he if they do give him the job, I don't know. This game is going to be huge because if the Saints secondary doesn't pull together a good game, I mean, the Falcons are going to exploit them. The Falcons have a ton of firepower on offense. I think this is going to be a really high-scoring game. But I think we are going to see a smart game from Jameis Winston. I mean, I think he could throw a pick, but I don't see more than one pick being thrown by Jameis Winston. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of Taysom Hill in the Wildcat formation. They've actually... um, Granted him eligibility to play quarterback too, so I think we're actually going to see him throw a couple balls. Um, I actually like the over in this game. It's fifty-one and a half, but I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. It's in the dome. Um, two very yeah, high-powered, two very high-powered offenses, and these teams always seem to have high-scoring games. So I like that over, and I have the Saints winning as well. That fifty-two but, right now, but. You know, Atlanta plus four might not be a bad play. This game could come down to a field goal. Um, I think it'll be a close game, and I think four points is a lot. I mean, um, Falcons could definitely cover four points. Yeah, and remember the Falcons beat the Saints last year in the Dome. I think even no one thought. Remember they beat them 26-9? Yeah. That was you know, the Falcons' first of, like, seven wins down the end of the season. They Started one and seven, they finished six and two. One of those wins was against the Saints, and the Falcons do play them well. You know, Matt Ryan knows the Saints well too. Play him twice a year for as long as I can remember, honestly. So, this I really I agree with you. This could be this will come down to a field goal. I think I really think it's going to be a three point game. I wouldn't take Saints minus four, especially with the uncertainty around Jameis Winston. But I think this is a good matchup for him. I do have the Saints still winning this game, but. You know, Falcons plus four, I agree with you, Ben. That could be a really good play this week. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of value in uh, in Falcons plus four. Uh, let's move on to Bengals versus Washington, our football team. You know? 
reports coming Our out yesterday that the football team, it might be their name for the foreseeable future. Um, I saw that and I was like, wow. I literally laughed. Yeah, so who do you got in this game? I mean, this is a close game, Washington. The line right now is Washington minus one and a half. Um, who do you got? You know, I was I was really close picking this game yesterday. And, or you know, I was really drawn on who to mm-hmm. pick, you know, because these are two close teams and they're evenly, you know, um, matched up. Matched up. It's number one pick versus number two pick, Burrow versus Chase Young. And mm-hmm. that's a headline that not really that people would be talking about more, but Yeah. You know, I, I think Washington will win at home. You know, I want to take Cincy really bad, but I like that Washington pass defense They're number one in the league right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that front seven is nice too. And I don't know. I just had a feeling about Alex Smith. You know, he's hungry. Three hundred and ninety yards last week against the Lions. Down 24-3, brought to overtime just to lose. I think this is a bounce-back game for the for the um, football team. And honestly, it's kind of a must-win because this is a division that's really close. And they're 2-7. They're still in the lick of things, you know. And with a win last week, it would have been huge. So this week, they got to get a win. This is a must-win for them. they got Dallas next week, too. They can get back-to-back wins, give themselves some momentum going into December. And I think Washington just needs it more at this point. And I think they want it more. You know, it's it's interesting to bring it up. You know, number one pass defense. This front seven is really good. Um, you know, this Washington team is just very confusing. Um, they should have won last week. You know, they have Terry McLaurin, who's arguably a top five receiver right now. He's playing amazing. I'd, I just wish they could string together some wins. You know, it's... It's frustrating watching this Washington team. I've kind of been rooting for them this year. I actually have the Bengals in this game. Um, I think Joe Burrow, he had a subpar game last weekend. You know, tough game against the Steelers. I think he's going to bounce back, though. He's shown that over this year. Whenever he has a somewhat shaky game, he comes back and has a huge game. Uh, T. Higgins. I I love their receivers and T. Higgins, uh, A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd, they have Joe Mixon in the backfield. He's been hurt, but I don't know if he's back this week, but I do like the Bengals this week. I think Joe Burrow's going to have his way. Um, Like you said, number one pass defense, so let's see it, Joe Burrow. You know, he's really going to have to prove himself this week because, you know, Washington's coming. uh, Alex Smith off a 390-yard game, highest in his career, you know. Yeah. So they're going to be firing all cylinders. This could be a high-scoring game as well. I mean, the line's set at 47 right now, but this could low-key low be a, you know, a sneaky over-hit, you know? I think could it could be, see too. It, happening. Um, it could be. You know, another thing I want to say is if Washington loses this game, you know, Ron Rivera might look very stupid because um, I know – you know, I you talk very stupid. highly. I talk very highly about Dwayne Haskins. You know, but this team will be two and eight, and they're playing a veteran quarterback that is not their future. And you know, they they don't even know what they could get out of Dwayne Haskins. You know, it's mediocrity. Yeah, and even if it is, you know, they'll know that at Some the end picks. of the year. But if they if they just don't even play this guy, they're just not even going to know, and it's going to be a question mark. And, you know, it's just a weird It kind of ruins his trade value, too, you know? Yeah, yeah no it really completely wants to... does, because no one's going to – they're going to be like, all right, well, if 
Alex Smith is playing over him, then, you know. He must suck. Why the hell am I going to trade for him? <laughs> and, you know, it's just it's just very confusing. Um, he got benched after his the game that he threw the most yards in his career. And now we game. saw Alex Smith throw the most yards in his career and ultimately lose in the end, too. So let's see if he can actually turn around in Washington or if they might need to look at a QB change after this weekend. Um, I don't know, but we'll yeah, see. It's I, an interesting, I like uh, I like Alex Smith in the lineup right now, but this team, you know, both these teams with, sorry, this team with three quarterbacks who yeah. really aren't that good. They could go any way, honestly. They have nothing to lose at this point if they keep. Yeah. I mean, they're two and eight. No, they do because they're in the division race still. I forgot, <laughs> two and seven. But if they gotta get a spark player in the season, that's then that's what they gotta do. They got they should probably switch their quarterback. But now, we'll see. This might be one of the most interesting games of the weekend, honestly, because it's very hard to pick. Um, Lions at Carolina playing the Panthers. Well, Teddy Bridgewater probably going to be out this week, so. Oh, really? I did not know that. That makes me want to pick the Detroit Lions. And. Wait, is he out? He was limited yesterday in practice, and. Ah, I think it's. I I think he'll play. Dude, I saw that he might not play. We'll see. I'm going to look it up again. Will Teddy Bridgewater play? Because I saw on NFL.com yesterday. Yes, it's the unlikely to start. So, okay. I'm going to switch to the Lions. It's oh. in Carolina. Who was who, the Panthers' backup quarterback? Is it Will Greer still? It's P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker. I may have to bench. Oh, yeah. He, he came in that Falcons game. Yeah. I have to bench Robbie this week. From the XFL. From the um, XFL. Yeah, I'd, I'll switch to the Lions because I just don't see P.J. Walker getting it done. But, you know, the Lions have been a tough team for me to pick this year. I've I've been very high on them, and, you know, and then they disappoint me. And me too. I think this team should just be a lot better than they actually are right now. This this week would be a huge win if they can get to 5-5, five and five, you know. They'd be that much closer to the Bears, who the Bears... Are they at the top of their division? They're, or, they're, or no, they're five they're, and five. Yeah, they're in their division with They've the Packers. They've lost four in a row, but, yeah. You know, this would be a huge win for the Lions getting to 500 and hopefully finishing the season out well. Yeah, um, and this is a game that they need to win, too. It's a huge opportunity for them to win because you know, Bridgewater's out. And then they got the Texans on Thanksgiving the week after. Chance go over 500, a legit chance. And this team could make a playoff push. You put their schedule, they got the Bears the week afterwards, who have been, you know, slacking. Packers, Titans, Bucks, three really tough games, and they have the Vikings at home again. So this game is huge for Detroit. They have, if they want to stay in the race with, you know, those really tough games coming off later in the season. So I got the Lions winning this game, and I think they, come, I think they show up this week and, you know, ride their momentum from their victory against Washington into Charlotte. Absolutely. Um, we have about probably like ten minutes left. You want to still make make your class on time? Yeah, I can um, be a couple so minutes late. I don't really care, but we'll, let's go with the let's go to our locks this week. All right, let's go to our locks. Um, I have to kind of string together my locks. Well, you know, I'll start with the lock. Yeah, you start with your first locks. My first lock this week. I'm gonna take Vikings minus seven against the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. <laughs> no, I like it. Though. At home, you know, I don't really trust Garrett Gilbert against his Vikings defense. Even picked up the Vikings defense in fantasy this week. 
That's how much. No, so high I am on them this week. They've won three in a row. They've defied the odds. Kirk Cousins did win a Monday night football game. He did. He did. And I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I had them at first, but then, you know, after that set, I was like, nah, screw Kirk. But, you know, they, they've been nice. They're four and five. They've had three, you know, straight division wins against, you know, good teams. Packers, Lions, and Bears. And against the Cowboys, who are all depleted and banged up. And no one's really giving them a chance at all. I really got the Vikings covering the spread here and making this, you know, kind of a blowout maybe. And probably, I think they're going to win by at least 10. Yeah. Um, I like that pick, you know. A lot of strong points you just made. My first lock of the week, I'm going to go Miami, minus three and a half, versus the, uh, the Denver, Denver Broncos. Broncos. Um, I like that pick. I think they'll handle them by at least a touchdown. Tua's going to play great again. This defense is going to play great again. They are in Denver, which is an away game, but, you know, the weather's going to be sunny and 50 degrees. Give me Miami, minus three and a half. I like that pick, too. Um, I think they you know, ride their last five victories into Denver. Like I was saying earlier, I think I won this game, and I think, yeah, I think they got this. So another lock for me this week. I'm going to say hmm, I have to go. Rams, Bucks, over 48 and a half. I love that. Monday Night Football, you know, we've seen the Rams score a lot of points on these Monday Night Football games. You know, case in point, two years ago against the Chiefs. But I like the Bucks, you know, and the Rams really keeping pace with each other, you know, because the Bucks have so many weapons out. They just scored 46 last week against the Carolina Panthers. And... They've rebounded since that huge loss against the Saints. So, you know, I like a lot of points this game for Tampa. And, you know, a victory for the Bucks. You know, really put them forward in that NFC South lead. So, I think it'll be over 48 and a half. I think. I like that pick. I think the Rams are going to put up points and, you know, keep up with them for maybe the first three quarters. But I think we'll see the over in this game without a doubt. I love that pick. I also agree with that pick. I think that's going to hit the over. Um, my second lock of the week is Bengals-Washington over 47. I was just talking about that. And I actually really like it. Um, you know, Washington, as we were just saying, Alex Smith coming off a 390-yard game. He's having some confidence right now. I think they're going to, you know, get the ball in the end zone against this depleted uh Bengals defense and you know as we saw throughout this year we saw that Joe Burrow does not back down for anyone I think he's going to answer and they're also going to score a lot of points against this stout Washington defense give me the over over 47 I think we're going to see a lot of scoring in this game you know I kind of want to bet with you on this game wow we might have to after our three locks I think I might want to take the under wow that's bold but um Actually, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the. Um, actually, no, I don't think I'm gonna take the under because every time I bet over under with you, I lose. So, <laughs> um, but, do you have your third lock? Luke? Yeah, my third lock. Um, I'm gonna say Titans plus five against the Ravens. I was, go- I was gonna do that. I don't like that. I that, love that that's pick. way too many points. Way too many points. And the Ravens team, which has been struggling lately, the Titans have been struggling very much so as well. But. This game should be close, I think. I think it could be a 23-20 game. You know, therefore, I'm taking the under by default. If you want to take the over on that game, then. 
Um, forty nine and a half. I have it on this on this site. What game is it again? Titans Ravens. Ah, that's tough. That is tough. That is tough. The over unders have been very tough this year. You got in Packers um, Colts. I took to- I took the Colts. I got the Packers. We might have to bet on that one. Yeah, give me your third lock, and then we'll my, uh, we'll shake on it. All right, <laughs> my third lock of the week is gonna be. Hmm. Give me. Um. I'll take. You know what? I'll take Atlanta plus four. Atlanta plus four. That's a I lock. I actually like that pick. I think they can keep it to within a field goal. So. Yeah, give me Atlanta plus four. This is a huge game for them. James um, Winston starting, they're going to be Honestly, to... like I said, I, I did agree with you. I do like this pick a lot. I don't know if it's a lock, but I like the pick a lot. So I'm not going to bet on it. I'm not going to throw any money on this bet because I really think it could come down to a field goal. So, okay, so... I, mean, I agree. I like the pick, Ben. I don't know if it's a lock, but I do like the pick because I was talking about it earlier with you, obviously. Yeah. And... So much history between these two teams, these two quarterbacks, too. You know, this game is going to be close, and it should be on paper. Yeah. And both these teams have their own weapons, so it's a tough game for me to pick the uh, <laughs> the point total on, especially with uh, with Drew Brees out. It makes it that much harder to predict, so. But I do like the pick. I think, Absolutely. It, I think it can go either way. Um, let's look into um, our bets now. Start placing them. So what are we thinking this week? Um, are we going to do like three... Want to do like three $10 ones? Um, since we already did a $5 one last night. Yeah, and I won that one. Seahawks Cardinals. Um, shout out to the Seattle Seahawks. Alright, I'll, I'll mark that down. So we can five. do three more for Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, let's do three more. Let's just do $10 ones. You know, not too heavy. Three tens. Um, three tens. So what do you want to go Packers, Colts? Yeah, I got so the Packers. I'll, I'll get the Colts. I got the Packers, man. All Let's right. do an over-under, too. All right. What are you thinking? Um, do you want to take that under in the Bengals-Washington? I think that Steelers-Jaguars will be under 46. I think so, too. <sighs> tough. <laughs> um, hmm... An over under. Browns Eagles. What do you think? Let me ask you. What do you think? Because I think it can. I think it's gonna hit the under. I'll take the over. Yeah, book it, book it. Okay. What do you have right there? Four, do you have forty-seven and a half? Mm, yeah. Yeah. So do I. All right. And last, last bet. You know. I'm going to take Houston plus two against New England. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I was going to say, I was like, Kimmy is doing the money. Just kidding. Don't quote me on that. All right. So we have over 47 and a half. What about, that Viking, what about that Vikings game? Minus seven. You like that pick? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going back. Where's, the, Where's the Chiefs? I don't have the Chiefs Raiders spread on here. It's Chiefs minus eight. I would take Chiefs and the over, so whatever. Yeah. We probably both would. So. Yeah. Um, do you like Chargers minus nine and a half versus the Yeah. Chiefs? Yeah. Ah, Why don't we just bet the, the football team Bengals game? Okay. I'll take yeah. the Bengals. Yeah. Take, I'll take the football team. Okay. 
Huge game, huge tilt. Huge tilt. All right, so $10 Colts, $10 Browns Eagles over 47.5, and $10 Bengals. Yeah, I got the under on that Browns Eagles game. Yeah. And yeah, I think we're going to have huge. a huge, I think we're going to have a huge week of bets. Huge slate of bets coming up. Um, let's talk briefly about, you know, very briefly to end off the show with uh, some NBA NBA talk. Um, We're draft. We saw Anthony Edwards going first, which I thought was a, you know, that was a great fit for the Timberwolves. It didn't really make sense for them to draft another point guard. In LaMelo Ball, um, James Wiseman, I thought was also the right pick at number two. And then number three, we saw LaMelo Ball go to Charlotte. And join. My guy, LaMelo Ball. <laughs> you know, he's under Michael Jordan's wing now. Could be huge for him. Um you know, I like these picks. Who, dude, who is Patrick Williams? Like, I literally did not even hear this guy before I'm going to be honest. I had no clue who he was before the draft. I was like, um, who is this dude? Because I, I was looking at mock drafts from, like, you know, October. And he, yeah. was, he was even in the top 20. Like, how yeah. this guy's stock just, like... He just shrieked into the top four. <laughs> how did he just get in the top four like that? It didn't um, make any sense to me. Congrats to him, though. Um, we also, last week, we were saying that there was buzz that... Chris Paul might go to Phoenix. Well, now it's official. He's officially on Phoenix. And James Harden officially wants out. You know, last week... He does. Last week we were talking about it, and he said he was fully committed to Houston, but now he wants out, and he actually wants to go to Brooklyn. You know, a loaded Brooklyn team. Um, Is that soft? Like, yeah, it's that's That's soft. a soft and team. Those are I the, hope he goes to Philly or... Three of the biggest crybabies in the yeah, league. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> You know, it's all, I want to play with my friend nowadays in the uh, NBA. So what sucks about uh, the NBA? Because, you know, one team did the super team thing. And now every team just wants to fucking do it. Yeah, it's all fucking it's gonna be like that super for the re- teams. It's going to be like that for the rest of the history of the league, honestly. At least yeah. Next, like, as long as this generation's in the league, you know. Yeah. It's disappointing to see, but we're about a month away, a month and two days away. From NBA action, so That's you know crazy. we're gonna have to move to an all NBA show pretty much after football's over, which will be. I'm know, excited. I'm excited. It'll be sad to see football go, but make you know bets. I love talking some hoops. You know we can make some, we can take make some basketball bets. Those are always fun. You know the over unders in basketball games and the spreads are always fun to bet on. We can bet on some player props too, you know. We should start doing that. What do you mean player props? Next week we should do player props. Like over under passing yards. Oh yeah, we should like, we do should that. We should do that. Alright. Yeah. So next week We're gonna do a bunch of, we're gonna we're gonna get them set before they get before the show though. How about next week we do three bets. Three player prop bets. Yeah. Let's just Since do we those. haven't done them all year. That's well, gonna... We'll we'll show out for you guys and we'll do uh three player prop bets next week. All it's right? gonna be like Tom Brady under two hundred fifty yards yeah. and he gets two hundred fifty one. That would suck. Nah, he'll he'll his he'll be over that. But projection will. Thank you for listening. Uh yeah, we had a great time. It's a fun show. You know, fun doing it in the morning. Nice nice thing to wake up to. Nice Nothing podcast. like Friday morning podcasts. Everyone have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Go Pats. For those player prop bets. Go Pats.